Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us. We're that HR dashboard company that's helping all of you HR people leaders out there automate your HR reporting and analytics process. That's right. We know when it comes time for you to pull all your data from your multiple disconnected HR systems to try to get a unified view of your workforce, you're typically pulling all these messy, crappy spreadsheets trying to figure out what is going on with my workforce, and you're always thinking there has to be a better way. Well, look no further. That's why we created Employee Cycle, an HR dashboard with pre-built integrations to the most popular HR systems out there. Are you using systems like ADP, Namely, Bamboo HR, Paylocity, Greenhouse, Lever, Lattice, 15.5, Reflective, you name it. We can pull in all your data from your different systems so that you, your HR team, and your company can view all your data in one place. Go to EmployeeCycle.com, check us out. We'd love to give you a demo so we can automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company because today we have a great guest. So please help me welcome to the show, Luke Van Every. He is the founder of True Compare PEO. And today we're going to discuss what is a PEO and how do you choose the right one. Luke, welcome to the podcast. Woo! Bruce, thank you so much. I love your energy. That was a fantastic introduction. Uh, I'm going to try to match that energy today. So thank you so much <laughs> for right. having me on. All right. Yeah, we are all very excited. Everyone in the peanut gallery, you heard all the clapping and cheering. We're all super excited to have you on the show today. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to be here, my friend. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. And as, when you offered this up, I jumped right on it. Awesome. So, Luke, we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how. And that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? So uh, we'll go back. I met my wife when I was 16. I'm 34. So we're 18 years into this thing uh, we call life. And we were living in Raleigh, North Carolina at the time. And in 2015, my wife graduated law school. We got married and she came home and said, hey, I got this great job in New York City. I was like, all right, I've never been there. So we packed up and we moved to New York City and I had never even been there. I'll, I'll never forget uh, pulling into the city, driving the U-Haul, I was looking up, I was honking. The wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, why are you honking? I was like, I don't know. Everybody else is honking. But <laughs> previ- <laughs> previously, I was uh, working in direct business to business sales for AT&T and they didn't have what I quite wanted up in New York City. And a client of mine, uh, a couple weeks before I moved, was like, Luke, what are you going to do? Uh, and I was like, I don't know. You know, we're going to figure it out. We're going to get the, the wife's hopes and dreams in order and continue on her path. And he was like, you know what? You should come give this a shot. He is, to this day, one of the number one sales reps for Paychex, the largest payroll provider in the country. And he made the introduction and it started in 2015 where that's where I started my HR payroll and PEO career. Awesome. Thanks for that background. So, Luke, today we're talking about PEOs. 
a lot of people don't really know what this thing is. They've heard of it. They've kind of heard of some companies in this space. And so to level set and to make sure that we're actually providing a foundation so that we're all on the same page, what is a PEO? So first, PEO stands for Professional Employer Organization. And what a PEO does is it helps companies with payroll, employee benefits, workers' comp risk management, HR support, all through their HRIS, Interstyle, Enterprise Style platform. But what makes them different from just a traditional payroll company processing payroll on a platform? The PEO works in what we call co-employment model. So we take your employees, put them under the federal ID number of the PEO, so they look like the PEO's employees, but only for administrative purposes. The PEO becomes the administrative employer of record. So that means you're processing payroll under the federal ID number of the PEO. So you don't have to worry about state registrations in most states, tax filings, and unemployment claims off your desk onto the PEOs. Then from a workers' comp standpoint, you're adopting the workers' comp policy. Now, typically, it's a pass-through or a better or a better cost, so there's no real cost to the workers' comp. It's just passing through the PEO so that you don't have to worry about claims or audits or paying up front. The PEO pays it on a pay-by-period basis, so you pay exactly what you're supposed to pay, that administration off your desk onto theirs. Then, from an HR standpoint, they become your support. They take a proactive standpoint to compliance and HR. For example, the, the employee handbook. In a PEO, the employee handbook is a living, breathing document. They're continuously updating it as, as you know, tremendous amount of compliance and law changes are happening. 2019, I, had, I think we had about 5,000 HR law changes. That can be very time-consuming for an in-house HR department to stay uh, up with. For sure. So the PEO is going to take on that piece. They're not going to be your HR department. They're going to be your HR department's go-to and help and support. Then we come to the cherry on top. The cherry on top is the employee benefits. Some PEOs have upwards of 600,000 worksite employees under their federal ID number. So you can imagine their buying power with the carriers is going to be much larger than yours is until you hit about 100 to 200 employees. So it allows small and medium-sized businesses to tap into the economies of scale of the PEO to get better plans and better rates and then enhance the employee benefit offering, dental, vision, long-term, short-term disability, accident, death, dismemberment, all the way down to pet insurance. So these smaller startup companies can compete with the big Googles and Facebook of the world when it comes to a benefit stamp. Got it. So to do some quick math here, as an example, if I'm a small 50-employee company, I'm probably not going to get any economies of scale here in regards to buying insurance at a bulk rate. But if I team up with a PEO, a PEO may have 50 companies with 50 employees. And so what is that, 2,500 I think employees total. And so, uh, so if the PEO now has 2,500 employees across 50 different companies, although they're not necessarily their employees, each individual company now has the combined aggregate buying power of all the companies combined. 
Is, is that how it works? Correct. There's going to be different rates for different companies depending on the risk. The, the PEO is still going to underwrite uh, to your to your risk. Not everybody just goes into the pool and everybody gets the same rate. That's been a misconception of the PEO. And that's why the PEO isn't for everyone. It's when it works very well, it works very well. I, th- I hope that answers that part of that question. It did. And your last point just set me up for the transition in regards to why should you want to be, or let me ask this in a different way. Why wouldn't you want to be on a PEO? So you're a 50 employee company, 75 employee company. You can use a payroll, a separate payroll platform, a separate HRIS, maybe an HR consultant. And then this PEO comes to you and says, hey, why do you want to do all those things individually where you could come here, use us to do this co-employment thing you were just talking about, and then get the benefits of this cheaper aggregate buying power. After all of that, and it sounds awesome, why would I still choose not to use a PEO? So it's all circumstantial, right? It all depends on different aspects of your business, how you run your business, what the demographics of your business. And like you said, if you're doing it all in-house and it's working very well, and the PEO is going to be more expensive and not save money and not streamline, then it's not for you. The PEO model is not for everyone. But there are 900 PEOs in the United States. There isn't one PEO that fits all. But I'm sure that there is a PEO that could fill some gaps when you are in that multi-vendor situation, if it's if the multi-vendor isn't working for you currently. In regards to headcount size, is there a a employee headcount that's too small for a PEO or typically too big for a PEO? So let's start with small. Typically in the PEO industry, the PEO wants to see five employees. They want to see a five headcount. Now, there are some PEOs that if you have two and you can show growth and you can show funding and you can show a plan to grow past the five, they will. they have an appetite for that. Too big? I wouldn't say. I'm not going to say there's a too big. But once you get to about 200 employees, it's it's a conversation. It's a financial conversation. It's a structural conversation. It's a self-funding possibility conversation. There's a very big conversation there once you get to that 200 employee count to see if is it time to come off the PEO model and go back into that more multi-vendor and bring some of these things in-house. Got it. All right. So I want to make this as actionable as possible for our audience. And so I now want to shift to actually going through the journey of helping a company decide what type of PEO do they want to use or should they use one in the first place? So I come to you and I say, hey, Luke, I'm a 30-employee tech company We have X amount of engineers and different people in marketing. Here's the departments. This is how much we're currently spending on benefits. We keep hearing about this PEO thing, or maybe I heard you talk about PEO on this podcast, and now I'm intrigued. How do I start evaluating whether or not we're a good fit for PEO? And then let's move into the variables that I should be looking at to evaluate which PEO was right for me. 
Sure. So first, at TrueCompare, we offer free dedicated support in comparing your top PEO options. And our goal is to simplify the PEO search process and help you evaluate top providers that best suit your individualized needs, providing transparency, trusted expertise every step of the way through a true comparison. We have partnerships with 12 of the top professional employer organizations in the country, and they're all PEOs. They are not all the same. They're going to have some that are big, publicly traded, been doing it a long time, and really want to be a part of your business. They almost want to put a human being in your business to be there for monthly direction, quarterly direction, business direction. So we'll start with that bucket. Does your company have a solid HR department who is handling that and you have a business advisor? Or do you need that more handhold? If you do, great. Then that's the type of PEO that we're going to look at. But maybe you don't, maybe you're running a cleaner business and you have HR departments and you have better business direction. You don't need that much support because that support comes at a cost, right? So then we move over to the privately owned PEOs. They're going to be there more of a support system. And a lot of these PEOs you probably never even heard of because they don't dump a lot of money into marketing. You're not going to see them on commercials. You're not going to see them on sports jerseys. They put their money into their service and their technology, but they're going to be there for when you need. They're not going to have the proactive of somebody coming in and sitting in your office, right? They want to, they're going to give you direct and a team that you can reach out to when it's time and when you need them. Then you have the third bucket. The third bucket is our SaaS PEO hybrid. And it is exactly what it sounds like. Great proprietary platform, great benefits, and a very low SaaS-style cost. But with that comes a more of a do-it-yourself platform. So you have this great company. You want to tap into the benefits. You want to have a streamlined platform. Then we would focus on that direction. Now, when you come to TruePair, it's all about the needs analysis. We are going to have an in-depth conversation to f- learn about you, learn about your company, learn about your culture, and what you're looking to get out of your human capital management PEO partner. From there, then we can select three to five to gather the data and go get the quotes. Typically, if a company's going direct, they do all of that part themselves. With our contracts with our partners, we're doing all of that for you. We're going to go get all of the proposals. We're going to do some negotiation, and we're going to put it all together side by side, discuss what the who has the biggest appetite for us, and then schedule the demos and proposals to help you decide which PEO is going to be the best fit for you for the longest period of time. And now when it comes to price, walk me through how most PEOs charge. Is it usually a consulting fee? Is it a per employee per month fee plus something else on top of that? Do you have setup fees? What does that typically look like? And then with that, how much do these prices typically range? So are we talking some companies can be at $3 per employee per month all the way up to $100 per employee per month? Like, or are the prices so close that you're really competing on service and reputation? Or is it or do the prices swing so much that that's a huge consideration? So let's start with the style of cost. The first one that we'll see is percentage of payroll. So they'll put a percentage on top of your payroll, and that's their fee. So as you grow, they grow. This is great for lower wages companies, right? Because the percentage is going to be smaller. 
that can be a great way to go. I tend to like to stay in the per employee per month. Gives us a flat cost. It's broken out. We know exactly what we're going to pay. Now, some PEOs have a per employee per month that over time can go up with inflation. Some PEOs have a tiered price. So you start at one, you grow, and guess what? That per employee per month goes down. And then you have the SaaS style PEOs that their cost is on their website. That's going to be their cost. And that's your cost forever as big or as small as you, as you grow. Now, it really depends on your size. Smaller you are, the PEPM's probably going to be higher because they have overhead and costs and things that they have to meet as well to make sure to properly manage you and as a client. Yeah. The range you're really going to see is going to be between 90 and about $150 per employee per month. That's a pretty big range, right? Typically, we're going to have, we're going to fall somewhere in the middle of that, 115, 125, but it really all depends your size, your growth projection, a lot, lot that goes into it. Now, when you come to True Compare, we're always going to get you a great deal. We're going to make sure that we're going to get you a great deal. Are we always going to choose the cheapest PEO? No, because we want to make sure. Like you said, that the PEOs are fighting for your business on cost, but fighting for your business to make sure that they're servicing you the way that they say they're going to service you. Got it. And then you mentioned that depending on how the price model was set up, it could be better or worse for different businesses. And so if you're a low-wage business, let's say you're in retail, you're a coffee shop, doing that percentage of payroll might be great. And so that brings me to think and what me to ask you, are there specific PEOs set up for certain industries and locations? Does that matter as much? Or it just really just is focused on you just being a great company and cost efficient for my budget? That's a fantastic question. And yes, location, industry definitely matters. Out of the 900 professional employer organizations in the country, most of them are small regional players focused on one city, state, one region, which doesn't make them bad. That's just what they're, that's where their niche is. That's where they want to play. But the national players, the tech industry, the professional service industry, the financial service industry is always a great fit for PEO. Now, when you start moving into blue collar, You got your construction, your delivery, your manufacturing, your higher risk companies that have that higher workers comp. There are going to be a lot of PEOs that say, hey, that's not really for us, which we then pivot to what we call workers comp PEOs. We have a few partnerships with workers comp PEOs where like the economies of scale for medical benefits in the other industries they take a proactive approach in their economies of scale for the more high risk from a workers' comp standpoint. Interesting. Got it. And then my last question is about the tech. And so when you're using a PEO and you're thinking about them being, call it your payroll system, maybe a little bit more advanced to be your HRIS system, should I expect for these companies to have all the bells and whistles as the other HRIS or payroll systems should Should I expect for them to have performance modules, engagement, LMS modules, all these other things? Or do PEOs typically stay within the limits of payroll benefits, employee management? So great question. 
And typically, you're going to see payroll, time and attendance, expense management, performance management, and applicant tracking. All of those fall very in line with managing employees. Now, do all PEOs have those? No. Some people have, some PEOs have open API integration with the ones that you already have. So they don't have proprietary. Now, the big players, their platform is a proprietary platform, very shiny, very new, works great, and it's theirs. The majority of PEOs use a fantastic company called Prism HR. Prism HR is the largest HR platform for HR companies. So sometimes you can pick a few PEOs and they'll have different names and they'll have different carriers, but they're all white labeling Prism HR, which Prism HR is a fantastic platform. But if you're looking at three companies and they use the same platform and you're happy with that platform, great. That's one thing we just took off the plate. We know if we go with all three, any of these three, we're going to get that great Prism HR platform. Now, Who had the appetite for benefits? Who has the appetite to take care of us the best? That's when those those conversations excite me the most because then the PEO really has to step up and show their value to the client. Got it. And then, Luke, any last words of wisdom for our HR audience, our PeopleOps audience listening to this interview who just want to know if there's one thing that I should remember from everything that you said about choosing a PEO, what should I remember? So right now, I want everyone to listen to this. From October to January, the PEO industry does 65 to 75% of its business. If you are interested in looking at PEO for the first time or evaluating your your current PEO, Do not wait until November to do it. (laughs) Do it in August and September. Because if we go through the process and we find the one you want, we can be done by Thanksgiving. You can enjoy your holidays. And in January, it's up and already ready to go. And you can start the new year off not worrying about switching everything. I understand the end of the year has so much going on for all of us. We got year in reviews, we got uh, budget analysis, all the things that go into running a business. Bruce, you know just as well as I know, there's a lot that goes into the year end. Yeah, tapping on a a complete HR infrastructure overhaul is not necessary. Start early, get it out of the way. And I promise you, whether you go through True Compare or not, you will have a better experience. Luke coming through with the PEO hack. I like it. You heard it first. The Employee Cycle Podcast. Luke, thanks so much for talking about such an interesting topic. A lot of people don't really know what PEOs are, and they seem a little mystical and ubiquitous, not really understanding what they are, but have heard the term a lot. And so thank you so much for coming on our show. and debunking myths and making this a much more simple concept for us all to grasp. So thanks for being on the show. So where can people find you in true compare PEO online? So you can find us on LinkedIn, uh, true compare PEO. Uh, you can email me directly info at true compare PEO. And uh, yeah, 
We put uh, one last thing. We put uh, apples in our logo for two reasons, right? Apples have nothing to do with PEO. Apples to apples comparison, and the apple has historically been a symbol of education. If you don't know what a PEO is, give me a call. I'd love to explain it to you and walk you through how it may or may not be able to help you. I love that. I love that. That's pretty cool. And so if you enjoyed this episode as much as Luke and I did making it, please, 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 please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And we'll be sure to include Luke's email and website in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to him directly, learn more about PEOs, definitely do that. Also, if this is the very first time you're listening to our podcast, and after hearing this, you're really excited about being a recurring listener, you're hungry for more episodes, then please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you HR leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.